Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today you will hear a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, The Solution to Weakness, Grace and Mercy. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs talks about how as believers, we can take comfort in Hebrews 4 and 16, knowing that when we come boldly before God in prayer with a need, that we are not left alone to fulfill what is essential in our lives. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. Verses 14 through 16. While you're turning, let's proclaim the vision of Overcomers Christian Center. Ready? Begin. To empower the body of Christ to fulfill their God-given vision and to equip the body of Christ to become self-sufficient as was done in early church according to Acts chapter 4 and verse. Hebrews 4 Start at verse 14 or read down to verse 16 reads as follows. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. Notice the description that he gives here. A great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Notice he identifies him as Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. And in verse 15, for we do not have a high priest. Notice he said the high priest is Jesus, the son of God who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Now, I'm going to be dealing with weaknesses. If you don't have any, just listen, because the rest of us need help with weaknesses. Now, you may say, Pastor, I ain't got no weaknesses. Well, pray for the, that, your sister and your brother sitting next to you, because I guarantee you, uh, I ain't going to guarantee. Chances are they got a weakness or two, and you can't go by the outside and figure out whether or not somebody's dealing with a weakness. It is something that goes on on the inside. In fact, Jesus put it like, excuse me, it was put like this in his writing, but was in all point tempted as we are. Notice, notice what he said, all points. Not some, but in all points was tempted. Jesus was like we are. But notice the difference between Jesus and us. Notice this big, huge difference between Jesus and us. Yet without sin. Y'all see the difference? Now it's subtle, ain't it? He's saying, now when you got tempted at all points, you sin. But Jesus was tempted at all points and he did not sin. Y'all see the big difference right there? I mean, you got to get that big difference right there. Because if you don't get that big difference, you're missing uh, a, a major point that's written in this text. Jesus was tempted at all points, yet without sin. That means individuals sitting in your chair, you were tempted at some point, and you did sin. But you know what? You ain't the only one. So don't make it look like it's something horrible because Jesus expected for you to fall at some point or another. Why? Because there is some weaknesses that you're dealing with. And it goes on to say, since you're dealing with this, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. And when you get there, this is what you I want you I want you to obtain mercy and find grace to do what? To help. How many can admit based just you can read this little bit right here that we all need a little help. I'm, I'm, let me see show of hands. How many disagree with that point that we need a little help? 
How many say I need a whole bunch of help? See, I'm not even trying to pretend that little help stuff. I need a whole bunch of help in time of need. Based on what I just read to you, I want to talk to you for, for a few minutes on this topic. The solution to weakness, grace and mercy. The solution to weakness, which is grace and mercy. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning. Pray that the word of God will have free course in this sanctuary. Father, help us to minister to your sheep. Your sheep are hungry and they are thirsty for the word of God and ways of God. Father, we bind the enemy right now and cast them anointed Holy Spirit filled congregation. Father, help us continue to be empowered and equipped. And remember, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. In Hebrews 4 and 16. Why is that? Knowing that when we when we come boldly before God in prayer with a need, that God's not going to leave you out there to do it on your own, but he's going to help you fulfill what is necessary in our lives. So when we have a need, we can come boldly, openly, and with confidence. We can be open for God. We can be confident that God is going to help us. And one of, some of us are... are confident because he has helped us in the past. And I'll be honest with you, I thank God for his help. And many of us have tried help from many different avenues. We tried help from family members. We've tried help from jobs. We've tried help from many different avenues in our lives. But we have found out that the best help we can get comes from Jesus. I should have got two or three amens right there. I mean, how many believe that the best help that you got come from Jesus? I mean, you know, people can help you, but nobody can help you like Jesus. I mean, family members can help you, but can't nobody help you like Jesus. I've seen the job help people, but really, the job is only temporary. Nobody can help you like Jesus. I've seen people, uh, listen, I've got financial help, but nobody has helped me like Jesus. There is all types of areas in our lives, but nobody can help you like Jesus. Nobody, nobody. Just solidify that in your mind. Make this, this, this semen in your mind. Nobody can help me like Jesus. Nobody can help me like Jesus. And we get that. I'm telling you, that's going to be part, most of the battle right there. We understand that nobody can help me like Jesus. So when we go with a need, and we have a need with something's lacking, there is a weakness, something is a necessity, it's a, a want, a demand, a request uh, that we have that's in our lives. And if you live long enough, there's something going to sh- come up lacking in your life. If you come, live long enough, something going to come up where you need help. Sometimes it may not be help uh, always let me see what we're looking for here. Uh, and spiritual things, sometimes it's natural things you need help in. I mean, you may need help with food. You may need help with transportation. You may need help in other areas such as that. And Jesus can help you with those needs as well. Jesus is not limited just to spiritual realm help. Jesus can help you with every need that arises in our lives. And that's good to know because many of us need Jesus to help us in every area of our lives. He need help. And so when we go before God, God is going to supply the need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Go to Philippians 4 and 19. We're coming back here. Philippians 4 and 19. 
And the Bible says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, he's going to supply. So that means he knows what need we need supplied in our life. One of the things I've learned over the years, what I thought was a need was really not a need when it came to God. And you got to know the difference between what God says is a need and what you think is a need. Because I believe that God going to supply every need. And, and this is another thing you got to understand. He's going to do it within his timing. He's going to do it within his timing. He's not just going to do it based on when you think the need ought to be supplied, but he's going to do it when he knows the need is going to be most beneficial in your life, when it's being met. It's going to be most beneficial. And that is important for us to know because if we know he's going to, he's going to do it based on his, what he sees and, and his timing, then we don't get frustrated when we don't get it at a certain time. We don't get frustrated when we don't see it or are operating in it at a certain level in our lives. God going to supply the need. He's going to do it in his timing. And I believe that. And when he does that, we're going to be all right. I'm not going to be frustrated because I don't see it by the 15th. I don't get frustrated because I don't see it by the first. I know that God going to supply the need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Everybody see that so far? There's a need. We're going to come boldly and God's going to meet the need. And we know he's going to do it because he says so in his word. So therefore we can come boldly to the throne of grace to help to, uh, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, what, how does need come up? Was, is another question we need to address real quickly. One of the things I need, to, we need to understand, and I believe the Lord understands that I need, I, He understands our needs because He can sympathize with our weaknesses. He can sympathize with our weaknesses. And I'm so glad that God can sympathize with our weaknesses. I'm so glad he can. Notice what he says here in verse Hebrews 4 and 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. Oh, I'm glad he can sympathize. He has he, he can feel for our weaknesses. He has compassion for things that we are a little frail about. He is affected by the same feeling as another. He is sympathetic with our weakness. And that's good to know that God is sympathetic with our frailties, our feebleness, our lack or want of strength, according to this particular text. He is a God that can sympathize with our weaknesses. And you ain't lived long enough to you reckon. Oh, thank you, Lord. We need to recognize that we do have weaknesses. We don't need to run around and pretend like everything is wonderful. You got to be, you got to have, you got to mature to the point where you can say, God, you know what? I'm weak in this area. I need your help in this area. I don't need to be acting like I'm strong in areas I'm not strong in because the only person I'm fooling is myself. I need to be honest with God. Say, God, you know what? I got a problem with anger. Help me to do better with this anger issue. I got a problem with jealousy. Help me to do better with this jealousy issue. I got a problem with lying. Help me to stop lying. I got a problem with whatever it is I'm dealing with because I want to be right by God. I want to be right by God, and I want to be right by my brother and my sister in Christ. So we have a God that sympathizes with our weaknesses. And I think, and this is what I, when I read this, I didn't quite catch it at first. 
But I like how he put it here. It's almost subtle. For we do have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. And almost to the point he knows everybody got weak, a weakness of, of two somewhere along the way. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl got a weakness some point or another. Now, I'm not saying that you're not wonderful. I'm not saying you, you are not great. But I believe, like the scripture says, that we all have a weakness that we deal with at some point or another. And I believe that God is there to sympathize with our weaknesses. Because as a matter of fact, I'm so grateful that he does sympathize with our weaknesses because I would, listen, some people can look at you and they think that areas that you're weak in, that you ought to not be weak in. Some people can look at you and say, you know what, you shouldn't be crying about this, that, or the other when, when they don't cry about this, but they will cry about that. I did. Oh, I, I hate to bring this up. But I want to throw it out there. I know. Don't get mad when I say this, okay? Some people cried about the game last night. Cried about it. Was upset. Cried about it. When when let me just put it to you like this: They cried more about that than they do the things of God. Mm-hmm. I know it was nobody in here, but I'm just saying some people out there. All right, some people out there, they cried about the game last night. Are y'all following me? But then when it comes to a soul being lost, then we ain't think nothing about that. A soul being lost on its way to hell. Listen, won't say nothing about that, but will get upset about a game. I know, I know that I know it's rough last night. I know it's rough, but it's just a game. It's just a game. It's over with. It's over with now. It's time to move on to what? A, B, and C, or D, F, G, whatever the case may be. But then when it comes to a soul being lost, they would not shed any tears about that. Won't even, listen, won't even hardly think about it. Won't even hardly think about their neighbor or their family member who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who knows they need Jesus, who knows they need to be have a relationship with Jesus. Won't think about that, but will put up a, a great fuss about way, what happened last night. This is what you got to ask yourself. God knows your weakness, and you got to be honest with God. God, I need help when it comes to winning the loss. I need help in having a passion for souls. I need help when it comes to sympathizing with the loss. I need help when it comes to Jesus. Everybody see the point when I'm making here? Because you need to know that. You need to understand that. You need to ask yourself the question, Listen, am I worried about the wrong things in life? Am I spending too much time on things that don't matter? Nothing wrong with the ball game. I, I watched part of the game last night myself. But the thing is, when the game was over, I had to go back to get ready for this right here. Because this was more important. In fact, I didn't watch the second half or much, much of the game at all. Because this was more important to me than what the game had represented. Are y'all seeing that? Because I realize that there are individuals out there that need to be fed knowledge and understanding, that need a word from God, that need to understand that God is sympathizing with our weaknesses. And when he sympathizes with his weakness, I, listen, that lets me know when I get weak, I don't have to pray, I don't have to get mad. I know God is going to help me if I ask him. And it's good to know Jesus will help you if you ask him. In fact, tell two people, Jesus will help you if you ask him. Jesus will help you if you ask him. He will help you if you ask him. 
Now, if the word declares that we may experience a time of weakness, we must be careful not to use our feelings of spiritual, emotional, even more weakness as a crutch. Just because you're dealing with a weakness, don't use it as a crutch. I heard people, you know, and I, I've been guilty of saying it myself, and I know it ain't right now, but the more I think about it, he said, he said, oh, God, how do you put it? Oh, we know we're in the flesh, and the flesh is weak. They use it as a crutch in order to sin. They use it as a, you know, I understand you would go through different emotional things in the flesh, but we can't use it as a, as a, uh, uh, excuse me, an excuse to sin. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forgive, forbid. We need to be in a position where, you know what, God, I messed up. I know I'm in the flesh, but it real, I did, I realize I need my savior each and every day. The more I deal with the flesh, the more I realize I need Jesus each and every day. I need God to help me every day of my life. I need God to help me 24 hours a day and seven days a week. And if you're in that same position, you got to ask God and say, you know what? Because I'm in the flesh, I'm dealing with weaknesses. I need you, Jesus, every day of my life. I don't need you to take no break from me, God, because I don't need it. Listen, I'm like David. Don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. I need your Holy Spirit. I can't think right without the Holy Spirit. I can't talk right without the Holy Spirit. I can't act right without the Holy Spirit. Listen, you got to make up in your mind just because you deal with weaknesses. It's a reason to let you know I need Jesus every day. In fact, won't you find two people and tell them, I need Jesus every day. I need Jesus every day. I I need Jesus every day of my life. Every day. Every day. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Because I know there's an enemy out there trying to separate me from God. There's an enemy out there trying to separate me from God. You can't ignore the temptations that come with weaknesses to separate us from God. You can't ignore that. And we can't use our weaknesses as an excuse. But there's an enemy that's trying to separate us from God. I thought it was kind of ironic this morning, Minister, Minister Roberts talked about how Romans 8 and 35 was a scripture. I was like, she must be digging. She must have saw my note before she came in. She had cheated on me. I know, I know, I know. But I already had it written down before she told me that, though. Who should separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sore, something will try to separate you from God. And sometimes the enemy will try to use weaknesses to separate you from God. He'll try to say, you know what? Since you did this, you don't need to be with God. Since you think like this, you don't need to be with God. Listen, I tell God because I do think like this, I do need Jesus. Because I am dealing with this, I do need Jesus. Because I am coming up with, I got weaknesses, I need Jesus more than ever. See, your weakness should remind you that, you know what, I bet, boy, if I didn't have Jesus, boy, I know, ooh, this would be an ugly situation right here. Boy, you walked out the store and said, you know what, oh, Lord, I'm so glad I had Jesus in my life. Because sometimes you had Jesus in life, boy, you be tempted to steal. You see people stealing, and they're like, oh, my God, I can, I can do that. But as soon as you do it, you're going to get caught. Boom, dang. Because you're a child of God. Now, some of them other folks, now they're sinners, they'll be ungodly away with it. But I used to read about ranges to come through uh, our area right here. 
Man, who tell me we have folks that could take stuff and and and, and put it in between their body and switch it around. Uh, when you do a certain they could switch it around, boy, these folks were something else. You ever you ever seen some videos? But they be you like how in the world they get all that stuff in their clothes? Man, to be stuff in the they be taking stuff out of their, by, out of their clothes. Where they get all that stuff from? We taking out two or three hundred dollars. They ain't got no bags, y'all. Not one bag. They got clothes on, but by the time they finish, they be taking stuff out. They be getting stuff out there, you know, out the pants, out the, I mean, the shirts, hats. I mean, stuff that bring it. Just you like, how in the world they got all that stuff? Y'all see some of the videos. They amaze you. They will amaze you. Folks are creative when they want to be. They use some of their creativity and get them a job or start a business, boy. They would never go broke another day in their life. But I'll get out of that. Hallelujah. But as weaknesses, we have to deal with and, and, and recognize that. And Jesus reckoned, I mean, when you read Hebrews 4 and 15, you, re, you realize that, or 16, 15. For we do have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Clear. He said, I sympathize with your weaknesses. I know you deal with them. You may not deal with them today, but you keep on living, you're going to deal with them. I know it's just December the 2nd, but I know in November you dealt with a weakness or two. I know before this year is out, you're going to deal with a weakness or two. But don't let the weakness take you away from God. Let it, let it, make, let it solidify the fact that you need Jesus more than ever. I need him more than ever because of my weakness. See, as children of God, we have a person who loved us so much that he gave his life so that we may live. We know him as Jesus Christ, our high priest. Notice what he says here in Hebrews 4 and 14. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. We have a high priest. We know him as Jesus Christ. He is the chief priest, one who holds the highest priestly office. Jesus so unique because he was tempted. He was tempted. He was tested just at all points as we are. Those are the text says here. For we do have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but in all points tempted as we are. So it lets me know that I am a human being living here on this earth. I'm going to be tested. My faith going to be tested. I'm going to be t- tested by people. I'm going to be tested by uh, demon spirits. And I tell you, one of, the, one, of the, one of the tests you got to pass all the time is the test you have with yourself. Boy, that self-test something else. That test, when you test yourself, boy, that test can mess with your mind. That test, you talk, Pastor, listen, I can cast the devil out, cast down the magnificent thing that's all to against the knowledge of God. I can cast, I can pass my test. But boy, when I got a test with myself, I can't cast myself out. I can't tell myself, well, loose devil, get out of here in the name of Jesus. I can't shut the door on me. I can't hang up on me. Y'all seeing the point here? Listen, you got to deal with the test that come in your mind. Deal with your mind. The test that comes with our thinking. The way we think, the way we talk, and the way we act. But notice what Jesus did. When he was tempted, no matter where it came from, he did not sin. 
But you know what? I can't say that about that person in that, uh, that chair. Don't look at them. That person to the right of you. I can't say that about them. That person to the left of you. Oh, don't look. Don't look. I can't say that about them. No. Now, I want y'all to real quick, everybody, look behind you. Look behind you. Look, look real quick. Look real quick. I can't say that about them neither. Because they, they probably, I can't, I ain't gonna, I can't prove it, but they, they probably didn't make it. They did not pass the test. But God is there to help us. He can sympathize with our weaknesses. He helps us. And that's why Hebrews 14 helps us to gain knowledge and understand on the purpose of temptation that comes with seasons of weaknesses in our lives. Because you want to know something, what it says or what it talks about here. One of the, the, the um, definitions or one of the things it talks about, when it talks about a need, it's talking about something that comes up at a certain time in your life. Because, see, there's some things in your life you don't need at certain times of your life, but certain things you do. You know, it's easy to fast after you're an eight. Some of y'all get that a little bit later. The problem some of us have is, is that when the Lord leads on a fast, we're already hungry before we get started. Woo! Or, when you're used to eating at a certain time, and there's no food to be found at a certain time, oh, that's, that could be a problem. Because you're getting careful, boy. Expect no, and, and, you know, it tell, they say this, I ain't got no bother to back this up, but I do believe this, don't go to the grocery store hungry. I ain't got no Bible to back that up, y'all. But my life experience has told me, you put some stuff in that buggy. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate that. Because I know I've been guilty of that one. And sometimes, boy, when you get real hungry, you ever did this right here? You get ready to warm the food up, but you start eating the food before you start warming it up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I probably got nobody guilty to do stuff. I mean, I, I, I didn't do stuff like that. I didn't need help in my life. Are you following me? <laughs> Sometimes I warmed up a piece of ham the other day. I said, forget this, man. I have to start eating the ham. Then I put the other rest in the microwave <laughs> and warmed it up. So I learned, I'm learning that, you know, you got weaknesses you got to deal with. But when you're hungry, you start eating dessert before you even eat your uh, main meal. I got no. I just, I keep looking, keep looking. I'm talking about me in here. I ain't talking about nobody else. And then we talking about, well, you know, uh, <laughs> woo. Be hungry, boy. I see a piece of cake on the side. I put the food in the microwave. Start eating the cake. I just need help, y'all. I've been trying to help y'all. I'm trying to help myself. Help myself. Are you following me? You got to know where your weakness is. And when you're dealing with these type of things, and the season, see, if you're not, if you understand that, that certain things come up in certain seasons, you learn how to deal with them and know that God will supply the need in that season or that time period or that duration that you're looking at, that, 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 that opportunity. Because the devil don't, one thing I learned about the devil, the devil will tempt you at 24 hours a day and seven days a week. But when he tempts you, you need to be ready when he tempts. When he tests you, you got to be ready when he tests you. See, right now, I don't think, at least I pray in my mind right now, you're not thinking about cussing somebody out right now. I pray that you're not thinking about it. 
But you ain't forgot how to do it, though. Because getting the right opportunity, you might be thinking about cussing somebody out. See, these things, you need help when these things pop up in your mind or the opportunity rise in your mind. You got to know where this is and how to deal with it. If you ain't careful, you'll be worrying about stuff that you can't control anyway. You'll be sitting up in the middle of the night trying to do something about something and everybody else is sleeping. 2.15 in the morning, everybody else sleep and you're trying to figure out a problem. With somebody who is snoring somewhere else. You can't let folks worry you. See, when see, those seasons come, those opportunities come, you got to know how to deal with them when they arise up in your life. And you have to understand that Jesus is there to help us. He's there to help us. When we lack strength to deal with certain situations, it, it will test our faith to see how we will think, talk, and act in this window of time and life. The indication is when a believer becomes weak, he or she may give into that weakness. One thing, when you look at that, when you says, um, uh, let me go back and read to you. For we do have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was, notice this, but was in all point tempted as we are. He said, but yet without sin. Understand, the temptation may come, but what he's trying to help you do is not to sin. Are y'all seeing that, what he says there in the text? He says that, listen, I know you're going to be tempted. Do not let the temptation mean you're going to sin. You, your t- faith is going to be tested. It doesn't mean you have to sin. That's why he says here in the text, but we are, uh, but was in all points tempted. Jesus was tempted. Jesus was tested. His faith was tested. The difference is he didn't sin. Sometimes, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I know you are saved and you sanctify, you're on the Lord's side, but I think he's saying that every now and then you may mess around and sin. But don't let that be the end of you. Let it be a situation you realize, I need Jesus more. That's why I love scriptures like 1 John 1 and 9. Let's go over there real quickly. We'll come back to it a little bit later. 1 John 1 and 9. And see, what, this is one of my favorite scriptures, to be honest with you, because I quote it quite often. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When we mess up, Jesus can help us along the way. Ooh-wee. Notice we said he, Jesus was without sin. I believe that person next to you may mess up sometime. But don't let it be a situation where you run from God. Let's say, I need him even the more. I need him next. First thing I need him to do is forgive me of my mess up. And when you forgive me, I'm saying, God, help me not to do it again. Remember that brother that said, how many times did I forgive my brother for messing up? I wonder how many times somebody was messing up with that man. Was it, was it the same person that kept messing with him over and over again? What if, what if you were the person messing with somebody over and over again? You need God ask you to, we need God to forgive you. We need God to forgive us. We need God to forgive us and have mercy. But I like the fact that I love the fact, I should say, that God loves us enough that he said, I know you're going to be dealing with sin. I don't want you to sin, but if you do, we can ask God to forgive us. Everybody say, thank God for forgiveness. I mean, some of y'all can say that with real confidence and boldness and assurity. 
The written and revealed word provides a way to deal with low points in our lives. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've, I've dealt with low points. I know many of you have dealt with low points. It's not good to deal with low points, low points but reality is you're going to deal with them. The writer gives a form so that we can cause us to prosper and have peace even during times of difficulty. We can deal with issues in our bodies and yet receive financial breakthrough at the same time. Boy, isn't it good to know you can go through? God can still bless you while you're going through. Ooh, I mean, you're going through, but God is still blessing you. You will understand it, but God is still blessing you. Boy, you got peace that passes all understanding. God is still blessing you. Listen, I love the fact that God blesses my children, even though I may be dealing with some issues. He knows how to do it. Woo! Tell somebody God knows how to do it. In fact, you can read somebody, give them a high five and tell them God knows how to do it. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. Now, when we deal with this, we pick up verse 16. He said, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. A throne represents a, a seat, a kingly power, a royalty, a divine power. But notice this, he said, the throne of grace. In grace, you're going to find loving kindness. In grace, you're going to find favor. In grace, you're going to find merciful kindness. In grace, you're going to have keeping power. In grace, you're going to find strength. So he says, come to this kingly power who has strength to help you when you're dealing with weakness. Come to this seat of heavenly divine power that has loving kindness and favor and mercy in our lives. Come to this great place where you can get love and favor in and strength in your life. Jesus Christ, the high priest, gave us access to the throne of grace through his work on Calvary. How do I get there? Thank God for Calvary. Thank God for the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our king. Jesus Christ gave us access to the throne of grace. You wonder how you get there? It ain't because of us. It's because of what Jesus did back on the cross called Calvary. Woo! Thank God for Jesus opening up the door so we can come in. It's just like uh, you sitting at you stand at the door and you want to come in, but you can't. But all of a sudden the door opened up, and guess who opened it up for you? Jesus. It ain't you. Because you tried to open it up. You thought you had the power to open it up. You thought you had the ability to open up. But every time you tried it, you came up short. But Jesus opened up the door so we can come in to the throne of grace. Isn't it good to know that Jesus opened up the door? Thank God he opened up the door. Now, since he opened up the door, we have access to two powerful ingredients in this solution. Because he gave a solution when he opened up the door. When we come to the throne of grace, the first thing he said here, let's therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. First thing he wants us to do is obtain mercy. Obtain mercy. Receive mercy. Choose mercy. Select, claim, because there's mercy available to us. In the throne of grace is mercy, but we got to come boldly 
and receive that mercy, that kindness, that goodwill toward another, leniency, the help we need for one another. And we need to take advantage of the opportunity to hear the written and revealed word as well as private devotion time, corporate prayers, fasting with a spirit-filled believer, allowing, giving to change our living, embracing every aspect of worship service in order to have access to mercy, remaining in the presence of God's word and his mouthpiece to help us to choose Jesus to help us in our time of need. In our time of need, obtain mercy. It's available for each and every one of us. You know what I love about this? You don't need me to go and obtain mercy for you. You can go get it yourself. You can go get it yourself. Oh, oh, you can go get it yourself. In fact, you you don't need an appointment. You don't need, uh, listen, you ain't got to wait till somebody give you permission to go. You ain't got to wait till somebody wake up. You ain't got to wait till, listen, you can go 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Obtaining mercy. Oh, God, thank you, Father, for mercy. Thank you for uh, mercy, God. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodwill. Thank you for your leniency. Thank you for your help, you helping me. I can go obtain mercy. I can go and get it when, listen, anytime I want it. I need it. I can go and get it. Everybody say, thank God for his mercy. We got access to mercy. And the second thing he told us to do is to find Grace. When you those, when you're dealing with weaknesses, you need to obtain mercy, and you got to find grace. How do you know, Pastor? That's what he taken. That's what he gave us. Remember when we started this out? He talked about the high priest who passed through the heavens, but but he says this: this high priest can sympathize with our weaknesses. Now, let me say this to you. If you're strong all the time, you, you probably need this microphone better, more than I do. Because you're better than I am. I'll be honest with you. Because I deal with weaknesses. And, and, and listen, I'm not trying to glorify our weakness. I'm just trying to tell you that when you deal with weakness, you just need to know that you're dealing with weakness. And don't be trying, well, you know what, Pastor? I got my whole life together. Let me follow you for about a week. Some of you ain't got to follow for 24 hours. That's all I would need. Some of you, I don't need but about three hours to follow you. I know three hours, I would get it all. Some of you, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, and I'd be, oh, there you go. They talk, they're strong all the time. But yeah, mm-hmm. Some people, I'm, I'm cool, calm, and collected. So they get around red velvet cake, then they lose it right there. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I'm, I'm throwing food out there, but it could be your ang- anger. It could be your children. It could be your family. It could be your business. It could be your job. It could be your own emotional issues that there are your weakness in your life. But whatever it is, God got a solution for it. Isn't it good to know God got a solution? Because you know one thing about God's solution? You know what's going to work. Oh, it ain't like my solution. It may or may not work. Listen, my solution. You ever took something and, and, and you ever took... Well, thank God for God's mercy. Yeah, you, you, you ever had a headache and you had to take you took some aspirin and you took more than you should have, and uh, it still didn't work. 
I ain't going to say like, self, you self-medicate yourself. They're going to be on with you. You self-medicate yourself and it didn't even work. They say, you know, you need to take two of these, but you're like, please. <laughs> My head hurt. <laughs> you put two more on now. So some of y'all look at me all funny like you know what I'm talking about. Good. I'm glad you don't. All right. Anyway, but the rest of us, and then we take it and then still are dealing with that same situation. Let me tell you something. When you take what Jesus gives you, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Test my, it's going to work. Oh, yeah, Jesus' solution going to work. Let me tell you something. Man will come up short. It may work sometimes. It may not work uh, some of the time. But God's solution works every time. His word should not return back to him, boy. But it should accomplish everything that he sent it out to do. God's solutions work. Some of you ought to be happy right now. Listen, I'm happy because this solution works. I ain't got to worry about it. I ain't got to go back and try it again. This ain't no test trial. This solution works. Good God Almighty, it works. It works. Let's deal with finding grace. What it means? Finding means we got to get knowledge of. Come to know, recognize, and understand, and learn. What's interesting that these are all learning terms. It means that you don't have what you need right now, but when you come to God and you find grace, you're going to learn about his benefits. You're going to come to know his peace, come to know, recognize his prosperity, understand his strength, and learn about his grace. We're going to, it's, it's a constant learning thing. The help in the time or season of need. It's good to have information, but it's good to have it at the right time. It's good to have good information at the right time. See, I've been, I've, I've done this, and I, I'll hate to admit it, but I have bought something and found out after I bought it that I really didn't need it, or I shouldn't have got it, or it's still sitting in the basement right now. I got stuff in my basement right now. Boy, if I could take it back, I would. <laughs> I would. I take, I got, I got, I was looking at my clothes the other day. I see some clothes still got the tag on. Tag on. I don't let clothes have free rent in my house. Everything got to be worn. That's why it's in there. If it ain't, need to go. But, well, Pastor, I didn't like because of the color of it. No, I ain't got that kind of testimony. My stuff get worn. That's why I got it in there. Pastor, pray for me. I know. I pray for me too. Hallelujah. But there's some things you, you get them after you, after you purchase them, you realize, man, if you, if I'd have known, you ever bought something for somebody, you tell about their reaction, they ain't gonna never use it. Look how y'all looking at me now. Mm-hmm. And you wish you had that money back. Man, I should have bought a cheaper gift. No, don't say it in front of them though. Don't say it in front of them. You think it, but you ain't gonna say it. Cause say that money, boy, I could have bought me. Some something else go with that. I tell you, I told you about this story, right? She, she here. I'm gonna talk about it just for a moment. I bought my wife this gift, boy, and I was buying her the gift year after year. Thought I was doing something, boy. I noticed something though that that stuff was still at the same place that it was. I not bought it because she was she, she she you know how she is. She just happy when she oh thank you so much. Da, 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 da. Boy, I saw one day take all the things I gave her one day and gave it to somebody. I said, man, I could have saved my money. I never bought her another one of those again. 
She should have told me the first place. You ain't got to buy me this no more. See, this is what communication is very important. Tell me you don't like it. And I will never buy it for you again. I can buy you something that you need. Don't be talking about, ooh, it's so wonderful. No, if you don't like the gift, tell people up front. I mean, you're nice about it, but really, you know what? I really ain't going to wear this right here. I just don't like the color of it. I don't like the way it looks on me or whatever the case. Whatever it is. There'll be a couple of people out there shopping for days and hours or me last minute running through the store. The day of your birthday, I'm, I'm out there at 12 o'clock time. Ooh, I got to get something when you get home, y'all. I got to find something. Y'all help me. Because, you know, the ladies in the mall will be glad to help you. Oh, yeah, right here. They'll like this one. Oh, yes, wonderful. Because I need all the help I can get. Because, you know, I can't match nothing. I told y'all a little bit earlier and so forth and so on. Sometimes my, my daughter be at school. She can't or work, whatever. She can't help me. Because, you know, I need help when it comes to buying gifts. But if she don't, even if you don't like the gift, then tell the folks. That's not, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Hurt my feelings. It saved me some money in my pocket. Cause I get over the feeling. Cause as long as I can buy, look, I go buy me a big chick. I'll be all right. <laughs> but here I'm buying you something and you never wear it? Oh, no. Oh, you said, oh, it's nice, but let me tell me. Listen, hon. Just don't buy me this no more. And then, uh, if something else, buy, give me this suggestion or whatever the case may be. And, and, and it will go a long way. We'll go a long way. We'll save money. I, I won't be frustrated because I, I don't never see you wear it. Because if I, if, I, if I give you something, I'm looking for you to wear it. And put it on. Or I'm, I'm looking for it. I'm waiting. Okay, they didn't wear it today. Maybe they'll wear it tomorrow. I'm looking the next day. Damn, maybe they'll wear it then. Man. I'm looking. Y'all ain't looking. Oh, please. Y'all got to be kidding me. If I put my money on it, oh, yeah, I'm looking for it. I am looking for something. But if you don't like it, just let me know. And let's, communi- let's communicate. Let's talk about it. I get something else that you like. That's something I'm saying. And both of us will be happy. You got what you need. I get, get to give it to you. I got a gift I can buy. I know what to look for next time. You know, my head, boy, I bought that stuff for years, boy. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Finish this up right here. Um, the word of God transfer us so that we can go from glory to glory. According to 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. Let's go there very quickly. I'll finish it up. Give me just a couple, few more minutes. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. But we all with unveiled, with unveiled face behold as a mirror the glory of the Lord as being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. We go from glory to glory. The word comes to transform us. It changes us for the better. When we find grace, it changes us for the better. It it takes us from glory to glory. And as we do, we become more productive in every area of our lives, including our business, our work, our school, our mindset, the proper way of thinking, talking, and acting. See, mercy and grace is the solution. Solution means it's going to solve something in our life that may be difficult or a problem in our life that God gives us, gives those who trust and will believe in his written and his revealed word. The solution to weakness, grace and mercy. 
How many understand? All right, I'm done. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. The solution to weakness is grace and mercy. Thank God for his grace. And thank God for his mercy. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.